Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, helping you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. It's all right here for you with this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveryou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You Show here live on Blog Talk Radio, and then we syndicate out in download mode into onto iHeartRadio. Um, I don't know what they call it these days, Apple Podcasts or iTunes or wherever it is, but over there in Apple land, we're over there as well, uh, called the Best Ever You Show. We're on Spotify and all sorts of places. Basically, wherever you download your podcast, we're there. And if we're not there, let us know, and we'll, we'll try and be there for you. So um, we promise to keep doing our show during everything that's going on, and this is a super special treat to have Mari Smith with us. Mari Smith is is the queen of Facebook. I love this. She's a Facebook queen. Um, and welcome, Mari. Thank you so much for being here. I, I, it's just an honor to have you with us. My pleasure. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to chatting with you and adding value to your listeners. Yeah, thank you. And um, premier Facebook marketing. But really, um, I think, as you said, we can kind of have a chat uh, with you about various forms of social media, which makes me happy because I would love to figure out Instagram with you if we can today. There's about about six of us authors who are struggling over on Instagram because we're all, um, you know, I wouldn't say we're the youngest. You know, we're probably all over 40, and we're like, you know, how many pictures can we can one take of oneself and hashtag it? <laughs> so maybe we'll get some <laughs> tips and expertise there, but. Your um your background, you've got like two decades of being online, offline, relationship marketing and internet technology, which which is really exciting to have this level of expertise here because you you know, you're all over the the world, the United States and everywhere, um, in normal settings doing these wonderful keynotes and training to entrepreneurs and corporations and people can go to marysmith.com and check out more uh, about you. I've, I've been um, on YouTube, on marysmith.com, everywhere. Um, do you have a, uh, I suppose Facebook is the best place to direct people to, right? <laughs> Where, where's your favorite, yeah. your absolute favorite place, right? To your Facebook fan page or your website? Where would you like listeners to go today? Yeah, I mean, probably the most optimal place is uh, the Facebook fan page or business page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, Mario Smith, the one with, one with the blue check. Um, quite active on Twitter and Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right. So we've got we've got a really shift happening. You know, it was it was sort of already happening, but it's really happening now since we're you know in our homes and so forth. Um, how what are you seeing out there as far as the impact all of this has had on like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter users? We're all wearing two hats in essence. We're all consumers, right? We have our personal social media usage, right? Connecting with friends and family, or we go check our personal feed uh, on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, etc. But then we're also uh, those of us who are business owners or managers, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, marketers. So it's kind of this twofold what's happening, the impact of this uh, global shift. And then, of course, the pandemic and the lockdown 
on the consumer side, it's causing a massive increase of time on these sites. <laughs> so I saw a stat go by the other day that Instagram Live has increased by 70%. And certainly I've noticed every time I go to Instagram a few times a day, it's like the top stories, the little circles, I call them little bubbles at the top of the feed. It's like, you know, it's just full of people going live right now. So 70% increase, and it's a lot of celebrities and thought leaders and, you know, just speakers and authors. So we're getting this massive um, kind of like stampede, if you will, of, of people just, you know, spending more time online. And then also on the private side, you've got Messenger and WhatsApp and Instagram Direct. That's Facebook's three main private messaging products, if you will, or apps or features. So uh, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, and Instagram Direct, their usage has actually doubled and in some countries tripled. And so that's all from the consumer side. So then from a business standpoint, it's like, gosh, well, we've got this massive captive audience, double and triple what it was before the lockdown. What kind of impact would that have if we were to create some fresh offers, some new and different ways of helping our audiences? And... So, you know, and I'm seeing what I'm sure we'll get into it here as we, we carry on uh, discussing here, Elizabeth. But what I'm seeing is I notice, like, on the paid side, <laughs> kind of makes me yeah. chuckle in a way where I see some marketers, some advertisers, they're tone deaf. They're just, like, like you know, trying to, like, really capitalize in, in a way that doesn't feel integrous or you just don't feel their heart in it. Where you've got others who are just, they're just really standing out and making sure that their messaging is really on point. You know, mm. so. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, it's a really good point to be on point because it's a moment where you can say the wrong thing. Yeah. And you know what we have right now is this opportunity. I don't even like to call it an opportunity, but this, this window, this invitation, this space into which we can step as businesses that we have this opportunity. Oh, there I go, say an opportunity again. We have this invitation okay. to to um, to like almost etch into the minds and hearts of our audience, where they'll remember us for a very, very long time after the pandemic has long settled down and, and kind of created a new normal. So the businesses are really standing out. I mean, Facebook and Google are actually doing some like cash grants. Uh, Facebook is like a hundred million cash grants and an ad credit. Um, but the thing is, it's a little bit like the SBA loans. It's like, from what I'm hearing, it's really, really challenging to, you know, apply and you have to jump through a lot of hoops and a lot of paperwork. So, but nonetheless, the fact that they're doing it is great. And then on the flip side of that, and, I, and, and these companies shall be nameless, so don't ever throw anybody under the bus. <laughs> but <laughs> I've seen also... Yeah. A lot of kind of SaaS companies where some SaaS companies are really classy and they're like giving 90 days free where they normally would absolutely, they might have maybe a, you know, seven or 14 day free trial and go right into a paid service, but they're offering, they're opening up and offering like 90 day free trials. And then you've got others where they've kind of bundled up this offer and they're calling it like, okay, it's worth, let's give away, I don't know, like a thousand accounts or 5,000 accounts and it's a, Worth a million dollars is normally like, you know, 20 bucks a month or something, and you get three months free. So each person is yeah. getting, you know, a $60 value uh, total if they do the 90 day. And they bundle it all, and then they're calling it, they're doing these big press releases and calling it um, 
million dollar COVID relief fund. COVID relief fund. That's free account. <laughs> yeah. So, there's different ways different in the- you could call it Yeah. And it you could call it semantics, but then it just leaves you with that feeling of going, ooh, okay, I see what you're doing here. You've taken a bit of a PR spin and making it sound like you've got all this money to give away, like, oh, I see, this free account. But anyway, yeah. Well, you know, I think one of the things that I love about you is that you're straightforward in your messaging and your marketing. And when you land Mm. on your website, you don't feel like you're in this funky loop of, like, what are you going to sell me and how much is it and what's this and what's that, you know, all these these (laughs) different, like, funky little loopy off-rampy things. And I know on besteveryou.com, we don't do that at all. It's like what you see is what you get when you click on something, an article is going to come up or it's going to be a really straightforward enter your payment or whatever. It's not going to take you looping around. And um, you, do you think you have to still be really careful of that online where you're, where you're clicking and so forth? Go to, go to the user standpoint for a little bit for me, if you would, um, because I'm still nervous to click on things. Yeah, well, you know, oh my gosh, we could unpack this. There's so much in what you just said. It's really powerful. So on the, the kind of the clicking around customer journey or visitor prospect journey side of things, I want to first bring up uh, someone who really, really admires, Donald Miller. He's created this whole body of work called Story Brand. It's just storybrand.com. He's written a book, Story Brand. Uh, uh, the name of the book is. So it's the concept is being able to, you know, you are a guide. You're not the hero. If you go to the website of people that make themselves the heroes and don't really speak to the needs of the visitor to the site and then just instantly go, oh, I know why I'm here. I know what this person can do for me. Um, and in actual fact, I'm actually working with a story brand web designer and completely overhauling my own site, shifting up the messaging just a little bit. But the, the concept here is, that, is the moment somebody lands, well, first of all, it starts with really being crystal clear and who do you serve and having, you know, one or two or three, maybe usually people have a little bit more than just one customer avatar, you know, persona. So you get really, really crystal clear on who these audience segments are, and then that helps you to craft your messaging and speak immediately to that person or persons, and then they can self-select. Oh, okay, I'm on Best Ever You. I know exactly what I need here. I know exactly what I'm going to get and exactly where to click. And as Donald Miller calls it, you don't make people burn calories, burn calories in their brains to figure out, wait, what? <laughs> what you doing? What is this? It's so confusing. And so yeah. uh, crystal clear messaging, and that's applicable any time, you know, pandemic or not. And then to just kind of address what you're talking about like this last week is a lot of scams and um, just bad actors trying to take advantage of this time where people are maybe more inclined to uh, take, you know, want to have an opportunity to, I don't know, participate in a business deal or do a fundraising or so be really mindful about locking down your all your profiles. I was just doing a Facebook Live about this yesterday and really imploring people to set up their two-factor authentication on all the important, you know, um, channels, all, all your social media sites, your email, your, of course, online banking, uh, because they're just, they're just, oh, it's just terrible. So many scams out there. This one that I got, to, um, I hesitate to use the word victim. I'm going to call it more like an experience. I attracted this experience to me. And I, you know, I'm 
one that made all the decisions. I didn't fully do my due diligence. It was, first of all, a speaking engagement back in March where they were going to fly me out to Sweden. And so that's why it never, never triggered any red flags because I'm like, well, how are they going to scam me if I'm going to get all my money up front? That's what I do. A speaking engagement, half, you know, 50% deposit, and then the rest before I go and I get on a plane, they paid for my flight. So it just didn't dawn on me that these were scamsters. And then they shifted it to video with the travel bans, and then it was this big COVID fundraiser, yeah. and, you know, right up to the point where there was uh, money was changing hands. And then my bank called me up and say, uh, this is fake checks. This is fraud. I'm like, what? so my message is just be careful so it even happens to you yeah I know I've been having a lot of trouble on Facebook actually with my profile getting duplicated Um, and people be like yeah and then and then it seems to like spam all of my friends like I have a new account or some I can't quite figure it out but they're like is this you and so you know being I I tend to um, you know when it's when it's somebody who is thought leaderish <laughs> out there. Those mm-hmm. blue checks matter a lot um, because you know you know for sure that that's the actual person that you're trying to reach yes. with their message or their book or their video and so forth. And a lot of us, as we kind of climb to that point of that blue check, we experience um, being duplicated or scammed or or so forth as we're sort of climbing those those ranks <laughs> of more and more followers and so forth. So it can be like a, a little frustrating um, peer, you know moment, like caught in a in a pickle in a way, like in baseball. Um, and well, so um, it's been very interesting. If I can speak to that, yeah, yeah. If I can speak to that real quick, because what's fascinating, what you're saying is that. Um, Way back in the day, I actually had a blue check on my personal profile and my business page, and they're they're the same name. It's Mari Smith in both places. And then sometime, and this was whenever they first started doing it, I don't know, 10 years ago, but, um, and then I just all of a sudden, they took the personal profile one away, and I got this message from Facebook saying, oh, you know what, you can only have one property, you know, either your page or your profile. We've decided it'll be your page, so you don't have a blue check on your profile. And I thought, okay, fair enough. But one little tip for you, and this would go for anybody listening in, if you have this kind of challenge that Elizabeth is talking about, is that you can go into your settings and you can actually hide your friend. So it's not public facing. So anybody who's not your friend can't see who your friends are. Because what what they do is they create a fresh fake profile and then they go through all of your friends and, and start sending them friend requests. It's been really interesting. <laughs> the other thing yeah. too, is like, yeah, I wonder what you think about this too. Like, and and this is this is a really nice conversation because this is a lot of what Best Ever You is sort of a lot of baby brands or budding authors, um, traditionally published authors who have focused so hard on their writing and their book that their social media needs to catch up to them. You know those types of things. And and I had I have a lot of problem with my. So like, you you know how you have your personal Facebook page and then you have your fan page. People are like, well, which one's which? And is this a duplicate or is this one? <laughs> it's just super mm-hmm. funny. I'm like, just, it's me. <laughs> I'll tell you when it's not <laughs> kind of thing. I don't know what to do about it. Right. But it, and it's what's happening to um, a bunch of us. So, um, and you also sort of feel like you're duplicating content. Do you um, want to, I, I really want to talk to you about, um, this is a question from, and so many people that we're going to ask this because when it, when we said we were having you on, we took uh, questions from our audience. And people are wondering, 
like let's say I've got my message of the day and it's a quote or whatever it is. I'm posting that message on my personal page, my fan page. Okay, that's Facebook. My business page, <laughs> Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram, my LinkedIn, my, you know, there's, you could spend like two hours every morning when you get up just postings. Do you have any advice? Do you think people should hone in on one platform? There's sure, a sure. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing that I, I always encourage I always encourage business people in particular to think through all the way through to the desired end result and then work backwards. There's no point in just posting stuff for the sake of it, to just check a box and go, okay, I've done my social media. Because ultimately, I have this wonderful saying I've had for over a decade that content is king, but engagement is queen, and she rules the house. And so it's about <laughs> I can't say that again. relationships. <laughs> Content is king. You've got to start with some content. Yeah, there's no question. Like you, you do this radio show. This is content. A radio show is content. A, a video, a Facebook Live, a post, uh, you know, images, links, anything uh, that you create is a content. And so that gives something for people to engage around questions, you know, and then you want to have a place for them to begin to build that relationship with you. And yes, granted, we talk about meeting people where they are. I personally don't do anything like on TikTok or Snapchat. I'm not that active on LinkedIn. I've always meant to be, it's been on my to-do list for like 10 years. <laughs> but I'm, I just choose. For me, it's always been Facebook and and then a little bit of Instagram. I keep my Instagram active. And then I've always been active on Twitter for about the same length of time as well. And with Twitter, it's one of the easiest places to delegate, to get help for someone to do some content curation and then content repurposing, like if you do a Facebook Live, someone could split that up into this different segments and, you know, shorter videos and things like that. Um, and then um, the, thing, the thing is that you don't necessarily want to have the exact same message on all platforms at the same time and, and just try to, you know, capture everybody. I don't know. I mean, there's even there's, – there's tools out there where you can stream live and you're like – Unless you're doing a big major event, I guess. But for me, mm-hmm. it's like if I'm on, live on Facebook, I'm on my Facebook page, and if people are also commenting on Twitter, on Periscope, or I'm streaming to YouTube, or I'm streaming across all kinds of different Facebook properties, it's like I am not able to engage with those people who are making comments. So I just choose to start with my page and then I repurpose from there. But back yeah. to the end, end result point is like, being intentional, being intentional with your content. Let's say you had a formula where you go, okay, four out of five posts are going to be just adding value. Maybe you have different categories where it's educational or informative, inspirational, funny even. Humor is wonderful right now. Appropriate humor, right? And then the right. fifth one is uh, an offer, a call to action. It doesn't have to be selling something. It could be driving to a specific lead magnet special, you know, free offer could even be just to join your Facebook group because Facebook groups are a tremendous uh, top of funnel. Um, You know, I I just really have that, the social scoop people can find out on my Facebook page where that's the number one kind of destination other than my page. And then uh, it's a really wonderful support community for anything social media. It's called social scoop. Love it. Are you proud of everybody who does the best they can with what they have on social media and their websites, even if it's self-created? 
versus a marketing firm doing it? Am I proud of them? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I do. I have this kind of spiritual philosophy. Um, I, I was raised a Quaker. I was raised in a small rural community in BC, Canada. My father was, and mother were they were both very much practicing Quakers, and that that faith is very much inclusive, accepting, peace-loving, um, it's honoring, honoring, honoring others. And I think that you know my parents really instilled those values in me, and so I strive to. If I see something, if it doesn't resonate with me, uh, as long as it's not outright offending me personally, you know, then it's like I see content people create. Um, there's even there's many people in my industry in social media who I, I have diametrically opposed opinions to them, but I see their content and I follow them. We're friends, but I, I probably wouldn't share. I'm very very particular about what I share, um, about mm-hmm. what I curate, and even even what I like. Um, because I feel like even the like button is a form of um, endorsement. It's basically we're voting with our clicks. It's going, okay, uh, I like this person. Even following. I see some people private message me and go, oh, I see you follow so-and-so or your friends with so-and-so, and they, they just assume, you know, I'm endorsing that person. Maybe I've forgotten years and years and years ago, and I go and double-check. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay, they're posting some weird stuff now, but. But the, yeah. the pride part of it, gosh, that's not up to me to say whether I'm proud of it or not. But I do believe that that philosophy of honoring others, I do believe that the vast majority of people are truly doing their best. And absolutely, go use Canva. Use Canva to create your graphics. Use um, There's some great video tools like Wave, Wave.video or InVideo. Uh, the both excellent tools. I've done some ambassador work for years for um, one or other or both of them. And so, yeah, it's, we've, we've, we've kind of burst this whole new world over the last several years of individual creatives where, no, you don't need to go and have a fancy agency and, you know, if you don't have the funds, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. That was, that was a lovely answer. Is it, um, is it true that you came to the United States with a very limited amount of money in your pocket and have grown into what you have what you've built? I, I read somewhere online uh-huh. that you, <laughs> I was like, is that I, I, fact or fiction? It's <laughs> a great story. I just, that's absolutely amazing. If that's true. I was wondering if you could elaborate. Yeah, absolutely. It's hundred percent true. I arrived in uh, San Diego, California in January of 1999 with 50 British pounds, which is about a hundred bucks, hundred dollars. And I had two suitcases and, um, Basically, that was it. And I knew one person, and what it was is that um, I had been an employee all my life. I left school super young. I could not wait to leave school, go right into the workforce. My father was a single parent. I mentioned about growing up in a rural community in BC, Canada. My Both my parents were Scottish, and my parents decided to divorce in the late 70s. And um, I was 12, my older sister 13, and we had three younger sisters, so five girls total. And my dad was the one that really had stayed at home. My mom went out to work 75 miles away. And uh, so the time they got divorced, it was just more, made more sense to my parents that, that my dad would get custody. So he decided to move back to Edinburgh with all five girls. So I was there from 78 to 98, so 20 years in Edinburgh. And then out of the blue, and I left school real young, like I say, in my, in my mid-teens. And um, then I just got this invitation out of the blue uh, in 99 to say, hey, would you like to come to 
San Diego. I think you'll love it there. It's a long lost friend I hadn't seen for years. And I just, I just knew, Elizabeth, I can tell you, some people say they talk about a belief versus a knowing. And, and um, you know, I think about a belief where sometimes you can just, you have one belief and they, oh, is that really true? You're questioning it. You're not sure. But a knowing, a knowing is like etched into every cell of your being. You just know. I've got a whole new life. And interestingly enough, for the entire year prior, 98, I had been putting together plans to launch my own business. I had a website. I was doing personal development, public speaking, working predominantly with lawyers. I, I worked for, with a lot of attorneys. And um, I was literally going into my bank to get small business startup loan. And I get this, and that's when I got the invitation to come to San Diego. I'm like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to start my business in Scotland. I'm supposed to go to San Diego. And so... Yeah, I was was determined. Yeah, it sounds super familiar. (laughs) Like like me leaving Minnesota and moving to California and bringing two kids along and getting remarried. Mm. Yep, all of it. And you kind of leap first. Did you have, were you licking wounds after that or was it all smooth, smooth moving? It was so smooth. I was so guided. I was also just so determined. I had a fire. I just had this fire in my belly. I just knew. I was (laughs) I was willing to go out there and do anything, anything, you know, and I was so fortunate to have many talents and skills. I mean, secretarial administration, marketing, uh, love marketing. And then, and people, mm-hmm. I just love anything to do with people and technology. It's really been my passion since I was about 12 years old. It's just this combination of, of uh, relationships and technology. And that's why I just, I love Facebook so much. I love social media so much. It's just placed my strength. But one yeah, it shows. Really, thank you, thank you. One of the things that really helped me when I first came to this country is my father was a baker, and all his life was a professional baker, and uh, I grew up with yummy homemade bread and cakes. <laughs> and then I went to uh, night <laughs> school. I went to night school myself in my early twenties, and I studied cake decorating and confectionery making. And I had this beautiful portfolio of all these fancy wedding cakes and novelty cakes that I had made. And that is what basically was the clincher when I, I was over and I had a 30-day return ticket. I could not get one way. I didn't have any papers. I had to get all my legal papers sorted out, get an immigration attorney. And it was like day 29. And I'm like, okay, I am not going back on that return flight. I know I'm supposed to stay here. I'm like, okay, God, I know it's <laughs> I love it. day 29. you got to give me a sign. Give me a sign. I'm not kidding. Like one hour later, this local baker called me and went, could you come in this weekend and give us some help? Their cake is uh, Valentine's weekend or whatever, and they're like, we need some help decorating cakes. I'm like, thank you. That's my sign. <laughs> There's your sign. What kind of cake is your favorite, Mari? <laughs> I got to know. Oh, what's that one? Um, my favorite is that German chocolate cake. It's got, like, the shredded coconut and the deep chocolate. Oh, my God. So good. I haven't yeah, had no, it in a million really good. Cool. Uh oh. <laughs> We're gonna start a German chocolate cake revolution here right now. Everybody's gonna everybody's gonna be baking that. Um yeah, give us your best German chocolate cake recipe. <laughs> that sounds good, yeah, doesn't it? Good. We made we made sugar cookies the other day in here. It was my son's um our son's twenty third birthday and all he, he didn't want a cake, he wanted sugar cookies and so I made about I don't know how many dozen sugar cookies and we're on to the last one and they're looking at me like, What are we gonna bake next? So maybe we'll do that. Good idea. So <laughs> Thank you for, for um, sharing uh, with us. I mean, it's, it's really interesting to, to hear more about you and get to know you better. Do you have um, 
like 10 more minutes to spend with us a little bit more time or yeah, do you have to sure. go or, okay. Um, no, we're getting questions. Uh, I knew we were going to get this about video. And so um, we, I think is, is video the best content that gets the most engagement right now? Do you think? Oh, there's no question. And it has been the case for many, many years with Facebook. And Mark Zuckerberg's come right out on one of the earnings calls, I want to say within the last 12 months, where he's called YouTube out as his biggest competitor. And that's not in terms of the social network. We're just talking about the video component of Facebook and, and Instagram, too, in a way. But, you know, Facebook has is really, really determined to become like one of the next generation streaming television shows, uh, I mean, channels, sure. platforms like Hulu, Amazon Prime, Netflix, YouTube. I mean, they have a ways to go with the Facebook Watch, and you've got like their runaway most successful show is the uh, Red Table Talk with Will Smith's wife, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, and the daughter and the grandmother. Uh, it's done so well, and they've even actually syndicated it out and franchised it. Um, I think there's going to be another one, um, oh, Estefan, Gloria Estefan, and it's a two, not not the same dynamic, but it's two female relatives, and they're doing, like, red table talk Latino. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, and then I just, Latino, and I just saw, thank you, I just saw yesterday that uh, there was, I think Facebook Watch has just, just landed several other major, um, Pop Sugar was one of them, I like, I like their workouts on YouTube. <laughs> we've got yeah, uh, yeah and, um, a lot more about oh, 60 wow this is out there 60 new Facebook watch series so because of that the reason I'm laying all that foundation because Facebook's so determined to be competing for those video view eyeballs they're giving major priority in the newsfeed to all like uh, video recorded video Facebook live and then they call it VOD video on demand once it's been live it's a, a video on demand and then also a little little used feature is the watch party. I just love watch parties. And people are way more likely to comment on a watch party than they are just watching a video by itself. And anyone can host a watch party. You might have seen a little popcorn icon. It's on your profile, your page, your groups. And it's just basically like hosting a little video night. You can put any public video into your playlist and gather your friends. And, and they get they get watching and you see as well. That's really neat. Is um is there one type of video um that's that's more um I don't know I'm just gonna keep using the word popular for lack of a a better word at this point. Yeah. Um, like does it have to be live or can it be recorded? Like, um, I know a lot of people are very nervous of you know hitting the live button on Facebook and being like, yeah. here I am. And I know we've had some great learning curves with that one. <laughs> My friend and I, Chris Fuller, we you know to te- to teach each other you know, how to do that. We'd be like, yeah, I can't hear you. And people are like, we can't hear you. I'm like, oh, well, you know, but we, we did oh. live learning. It was so much fun. Live learning mm. of Facebook live was hilarious. Um, there's really kind of no other way to learn that. I don't know. Well, you're right. You're right. But the cool thing is you could literally practice instead of a group. It's what I do. I have a group. It's just me and my partner in it. And, and I'll just, I'll just stream live in there. I'll cast the technology or check with the, the camera, the lighting and everything. And so it's a great way to start. Just, just practice your lives in a, in a private group. Um, yeah. But in terms of the most popular type, yeah, Facebook. So we didn't think of that. Live, <laughs> yeah. We didn't think of that. We just went live. Uh, and we're like, hey, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Or, or 
there's another reason private you on your personal personal profile, and you can just set the privacy to only me. So you're still streaming. It looks like you're totally live, but only you and the only one can see it. So uh, another possibility, depending depending what app you use. Um, but live, just to, just to let your listeners know that live on Facebook gets six times, six times the reach and engagement than new release. I think they took it away. I haven't seen it in a while. But Premiere, where it's really cool because you can take a beautifully produced and edited video and then put it on your page and choose a date, schedule it, and it goes out and Facebook gathers up an audience as if it were live. You know, I see a lot of my friends yeah. doing that. Uh, no, it's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, no, thank thank you yeah. for that. Do you um what do you think about um <laughs> bad like bad video over no video at all? I mean, like do you think everybody should be on video if they want to be on video and and what's the gauge of bad video and what if it is bad video? <laughs> is it still you know, okay? It's so cute that you're asking this. You know, because what flashed through my mind is immediately kind of like that, again, those those intrinsic values uh, from the Quaker faith is like just to be honoring and accepting because what you and I might look at something and go, oh, my God, that's so bad. But the person's audience may just love it. They love the – sometimes people just like down and dirty and authentic. You know, maybe the audios – the audios, you got to have good audios if people won't – will not forgive bad audio, but if your video is a bit wobbly or you know, it's blurry or pixelated, we'll be okay with that. But for longer they can hear you. Uh, and the content, too. It's like the content, and if you're authentic, people will tune in, you know. And so you got to start somewhere. But my personal preference is I want to look as professional. I want to look as television quality as possible with the best lighting, DSLR camera with a nice depth of field, the blurred out background. I don't do green screen. I just have a really nice setup. And three-point lighting, so you get your ring light in front and two side lights and a decent microphone. doesn't have to break the bank. So you can get all of that for you know, a decent amount. Although right now, I've got to tell you, it's really heartbreaking to see how, how there's a lot of price gouging going on because there's such demand for webcams and cameras and studio gear. People scrambling all over the world to buy this stuff. So I've been seeing a massive increase in prices that people are telling me. But even yeah. though prices normalize or maybe get some second hand, <laughs> uh, then, you know, do what you can to uh, what you can afford to really improve the stream value. Um, you know, I've had people literally jump on my live streams and go, oh, my gosh, Maria, I have no idea what you're saying, but the quality of your stream jumped out at me. I had to come in and find out. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I like your videos. I noticed that, too. You know, it's it's a real – it's nicely lit and so forth. And I always get pretty nervous of, you know, just with my TV background and so forth of being, you know, mm-hmm. I've been in enough commercials and things like that, that I know the difference between bad lighting and good lighting. And, you know, it's, it's hard to light this home office and yet there's this call to do Facebook lives and things like that. So kind of letting it go a little bit, but having the best lighting that I can, can have without being like turning this into, you know, a TV studio or whatever. Um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting. I know people are, are in those same same modes where they're trying to get a message out and it isn't necessarily, um, you know, the, the best background or whatever, but um, I, I don't know, I can still hear their messaging through the, through the, the video stumbles. I'm kind of, you know, you get a little bit trained to it when it's, you know, general public on video and stuff like that and people in your groups and your communities. And, um, but 
Yeah, interesting. What do you think about, this is just random, the people who exercise live, um, like live plank challenges and, and things like that. I'm, I'm fascinated by what people will yeah. do live on video. They're brave. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. They are brave. And I think, <laughs> I think TikTok, I mentioned earlier, I, just, I don't do TikTok, but I know it has an incredible, oh, my gosh, I just, I even – we can tell it's only for the Gen Z, but I think there's a lot of more mature, even like great grandmothers or whatever, playing yeah. around with TikTok. TikTok. And yeah, I, apparently right now challenges are super hot. I mean, challenges are really powerful at any time of same time of year or whatever's going on in the world. But uh, yeah, people love to. It's a way to connect right now, right? While we're in most of the world's under lockdown. Eventually, we'll slowly open back up, and I don't think we'll ever go back to quote-unquote normal. It'll be a new normal. But mm-hmm. I think that this experience in these last six to eight weeks or so, and I'm sure it'll prevail for a big part of the year, is how incredible technology is to be able to create these deeper relationships with one another. And, yeah, if you get challenged to do a plank on video, go for it. That's your floats your boat, you know, but... <laughs> changed it to um, instead of just best ever you um, two of our communities um, the best ever you and your life have combined to form one bigger group mm-hmm. um, where we have conversations about mindset and health and so forth and then on, on besteveryou.com we've got um, besteveryou.com slash coronavirus which I never thought I'd create that in my in my life but we have it but what <laughs> it is is um, yeah our our community thoughts so we've opened our platform up so our community can uh, can join and blog and we have some really interesting um, sort of almost thought leaders emerging new brands new thoughts new thinking and mm-hmm. certainly helping each other so it's been really really interesting to to do that um, our group is our groups are like what'd you guys just do I'm like hang on <laughs> maneuver with us we're we're gonna make this um, bigger, better, and more conversational and engaged. And it's been so far really, really fun. And it's, it's fun to have you on here um, to kind of confirm some of the things that we're, we're thinking, but also that so many people have emailed us to ask you. So thank, thank you so much for your time and answering our community questions, because we had a lot of them. <laughs> Once we said you were coming on, so many emails um, into the group. And we've covered We've covered most of them. Um, we, with like five minutes left, the one thing we didn't cover was mm-hmm. paid campaigns. Do you think 
Mm. I have two things. I have two things to cover with you before we go. One is what you would like people, mm-hmm. you know, to go do once they leave um, this show, listening to it. Would you like them to buy your books, which are amazing too? Um, you know, just steer us in the right direction of some of the things that you have going on, so that we know where to go and participate. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw a course too, so just kind of keep those in mind. But also, is now the right time to be launching paid campaigns? I've been very nervous. I have two new children's books out, and I'm like, mm, I'm not launching a Facebook oh, campaign promoting those right now. Should you or shouldn't you be doing things like that? You know what? You absolutely should. There's two really cool things. Well, cool things. There's all the silver lining, right? So number one, the cost of Facebook ads is down by as much as 50% because mm. – you have major brands and businesses that pull their ad budgets like big time, like one of those first kind of almost like knee-jerk reactions, like, oh, my gosh, wrong time to be advertising, pull. While the world kind of like got, you know, integrated and woke up to what was really happening, and that was like the first few weeks, and now it's like, well, you know, I, I kind of put them in two categories. If you have any product or service, that caters to enhancing people's well-being, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, family, uh, go for it. Do it. Get it out there. And and equally, if you have any product or service that helps enhance people's finances, whether it's saving money, making money, investing money, trimming costs, or hiring people to help you grow your business, generate more revenue. So those two areas, well-being and finance, and, you know, children's books right now, you've got Parents who are home more than ever, they're spending time with their kids more than ever, ever have an uh, unprecedented amount of time with their kids. So absolutely, what a beautiful thing to have a, a new children's book that they, they could really enjoy. Yeah, no, that's good information, too. You know, we've been hemming and hawing what to do, and, and I think a lot of people are in that in that boat, and I like what you just said, especially if it enhances um, people's lives in some way, versus if you're just selling something just to sell it or whatever, yeah. you know, it, there's a lot of that too, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, that, that's really good information. All right, so it's been so wonderful having you on, and I want to make sure people go to marismith.com and to your Facebook pages, which we will uh, post in a blog all about you and being on the show, but you have you have books, all sorts of things. Is there any is there any one or two things that you'd like people to go do? Because our audience is, is very used to that. <laughs> Tell us what to do, and, and we'll show up for you. The number one place I'd like them to check out is my Social Scoop group. Okay. Oops, I think the phone just cut off for some reason. We're probably – can you hear me still? Okay, so Social Scoop group. I'm going to talk for Maureen on the show because it just ended. Um, so social scoop group and um, marismith.com. I'm not sure if it, maybe that was a scheduled um, time. Let's see if we can get her back here. Hang on one second. Are you there? That is Mari? bizarre. My phone is. Yeah. 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 I'm here. Can you hear me? We're we're good. It, we, we go into record mode. No, no problem. So um, I was I was like, cover <laughs> the phone just dropped. Yeah. Um, social scoop group. TheSocialScoop.com. The or oh, you can see so much my Facebook page. Yeah. I have so much better audio yeah. on you right now, too. The, the whole time we've been doing this show, oh, we had a little bit of a crackle audio, and the audio is I could hear so clear right too. now. Yeah. Oh, no. Perfect. I just called <laughs> yeah. back in. Ay, ay, ay. Not, well, oh, you know, well. Sometimes, sometimes that happens on um, when our show gets 
um, hits capacity with callers and things like that, we get a little bit of crackle. And I'm surprised you were able to call back in. Sometimes people can't do that. So, okay. Social yeah, I know, scoop, right? <laughs> socialscoopgroup.com. And then, um, no, where else? no, the social so, scoop. The social scoop. The social scoop. Okay, sorry. And then, um, can you tell us about your books? We're in record mode, which is great because people can yeah, listen no to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, my, the the relation, the new relationship marketing. I wrote it really as evergreen. It came out quite quite a while ago now, 2011, 2012. It was first came out, but I pur- purposely wrote it back then as evergreen as I could, and it really weaves a lot of these values that we've been talking about into the book throughout the book about connecting with people. And there's a whole chapter, and one of my favorites is on the new business skills that people need. And one of the top ones is empathy. And right now, more than ever, we need leaders, business leaders, thought leaders that can really demonstrate empathy. And so that's my book is available. Yeah, my website or Amazon. Uh, The courses, I have one called Facebook Marketing Essentials. Uh, But one of the reasons I'm driving people or inviting people to come and join my group is because uh, I'm literally in the midst of creating new programs, and that's the first place I'll be announcing them is in that group. And we're almost ready, but not quite. So I'll keep everyone informed over there. Uh, And of course, definitely my Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. And then uh, we had one last question sort of straggle in, and that was about engagement. Um, the question is, um, it, they feel like it's so important to have likes and um, followers, um, mostly followers. They're like on a, a quest for as many followers as they can get all of the time. And mm. they're wondering if it's better to have less followers and more engagement or more followers. I think that's a really good question people might be thinking about. And this would go whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. The thing is, again, you've got to come back to that end game. What are you wanting to create? Because I'd rather have fewer followers who are highly engaged and really great match for my target audience, for my avatars, versus just, you know, the masses. And, okay, it might look good, and it's public-facing vanity number or proxy metrics, vanity metrics, where it's like, oh, look at me, i got a million followers oh, whoopsie-daisy, only three people ever bought from me, but at least it looks good. So, you know, you know <laughs> yeah, like, struggle. I would, yeah, and it's more, I mean, yeah, it's nice so after all these years to have some higher numbers. And, you know, I look at my own Facebook page, and I'm like, why don't I have a million followers? Why don't I have five million followers? Like, I don't care. It's like not about numbers. I serve who comes to me, and I uh, market as best I can, and I, I think it's important to have uh, – to nurture your email list, keep your email list fresh, scrubbed, clean, work with an email deliverability expert, because I think these days it's more and more difficult to get decent deliverability rates, uh, let alone open and click. So, but just really, now is the time to communicate more often with your audience in just really heartfelt, sincere ways. You know, I love what you're doing, as you mentioned, in your own groups, and then just having that whole coronavirus section on your website where people can just get help and resources and really lean in to the to the community that you've built yeah thank you yeah we've been we've been really trying to, to it's it's comforting to hear some of the things you've been saying um because we've been really trying to uh, to hone in on like when you land on the website what are, what are we offering what can we do for you versus look at me look at me look at me here's my book here's my this here's my that you know it, you know instead of being like all up in people's faces with everything you've got it's really actually about how you can help them and that's that's one of the things i noticed 
instantly when I when I've been looking at all of the things that you do and for so many years been a fan of yours. It's it's never it never seems like it's about you. It's about what it's about what you can do to help other people with be their best. I guess that's why you're here. And it's it's very cool how yeah. you how you do everything. Yeah, I, I I love following you. So thank you for for your thought leadership today and being here and struggling through some crackly audio until this moment. I couldn't. I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. We've got crackly audio, but we. Oh, we did I it. wish we'd just addressed <laughs> and called back in. But oh well, not to worry. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. Everybody said they heard it perfectly, and it's, it's quite a few people listening. So um, I won't keep you longer, but thank you, Mari, for being here with us. We certainly appreciate you and hope that you'll come back onto the Best Ever You Show, especially as we keep branching out into our TV show. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. Take care, and thanks so much for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Visit marismith.com for more information, and we'll post a bunch of links and a blog um, up to all the different things that um, where you can go visit Mari and, and participate with all that she offers. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Stay safe and well. Thank you, Mari. Thanks for listening Thank to the you. Best Ever You okay. Show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.